everybody to the perfect timing podcast you yeah, you yeah. <laughs> episode 18 we're flying through these man i can't believe we're already at episode 18 how we doing it's, sir it's 18 weeks that's not 18 weeks though. we did two in one week so it's yeah. like 17 weeks but yeah dude yeah dude doing good doing great you know <laughs> <laughs> i love it coming off super bowl weekend feeling good Last game of the season, man. We watched Thank it. On God, this, <laughs> we watched it on this past Sunday. It Thank was a, God. It was a good game, like we predicted. We recorded the it last was. episode. If you have not listened to it already, our Valentine's Day episode, which we released yesterday, we're recording on Tuesday night on Valentine's Day. We released it. We recorded it last Thursday. We predicted it was going to be a good game, and therefore, it ended up being a good game. Rams ended up taking the win 23 to 20, which was closest to my prediction. I had 29 20 with Joe Ski. I had that prediction. So, uh, a great game overall. We'll go in regards to talking about the Super Bowl and then a little bit of other stuff as well. We won't keep you guys too long this episode. We want to kind of, kind of keep it condensed. And like I keep saying, we're going to move on to a lot of other other topics outside of football now that the football season has finished. What do you got to say about this weekend, Serge? Thoughts about the game initially? Uh, uh, I thought it was good. Um, sad to see Odell go down like that. He was having, he was having a great game. Started the game off hot with a touchdown. He was catching everything. Um, it was a not contact injury too. So, Brutal. yeah, it was just really unfortunate. But um, yeah, I mean, it went as you know most would expect it. Uh, the Rams defense came to play mm-hmm. when they needed them, and uh, hey. Matthew Stafford is a Super Bowl, not a Super Bowl MVP, but a Super Bowl championship. So, yep. They weren't all in and they needed to win that game. So, thank God they won it. I don't know if they'll win. I don't know about their chances next year, but it was a, it was a pretty good game. I enjoyed it. Agreed. 100% agree. Good for, good for the Rams. Good for Matt Stafford. Seeing him celebrate with his family. We'll talk. I, I ended up listening to the uh, the podcast. We mentioned it before. We were talking before the episode of him and his wife partying. And then they ended up recording an episode of the podcast uh, the day after, the morning after the school, after getting two hours of sleep. So very enjoyable listen and just a good, uh, good for Matt Stafford. He's been in the league for so many years and struggling in Detroit, but still putting up numbers and good for him to get that W and get that Super Bowl win to put on his resume and maybe, a hall, sure. maybe a hall of fame. We shall see in the future about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a hot, hot topic of discussion these past uh, since the Super Bowl. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see the next few years and when he retires in uh, whenever that happens about if he's going to be in the Hall of Fame or not. But yeah, man, great game overall. I think the the Bengals were in trouble. I think from the start, something that came across my timeline literally as the game was kicked off. Um, the team that has lost the coin toss the past seven now eight years, it said seven at the time, has won the Super Bowl. So Rams lost the coin toss. Bengals won the coin toss. Seven years straight. Now eight. That's pretty crazy odds for them to have that happen. What about the jersey? The white jersey? White jerseys again, man. I think it's like 11 out of the last 12 or something nuts like that. I forgot to mention that. I meant We talked about it right after the episode. I completely forgot to mention it on the preview with Joe. But that is, I don't know what it is with the white jerseys in the Super Bowl. I don't get it. It's something ridiculous. Where it stinks because the white jerseys typically are the jerseys that look the cleanest, you know? It's the best <laughs> fit. Yep. Um, but, hey, you got to learn better. You got to plan better than that, Chiefs. should just yeah. wear, like, black or something. <laughs> you said Chiefs. I did I say Chiefs? Yeah. Chiefs yeah, weren't in there, 
Chiefs weren't in there. I don't know. I was looking at Eric Berry earlier, so I was thinking uh, Chiefs. Yeah. Had Chiefs on the brain. Chiefs yeah. on the brain. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, having OBJ start off so hot, score a touchdown, it was awesome to see that. But then his ACL, just brutal, man. Changed their offense completely. They could not, they didn't know what to do. They couldn't run the ball whatsoever. They could no. barely pass because they couldn't run the ball playoffs. So yeah, it, they didn't. They gave Sony Michelle two carries, I think it was, for two yards. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, Sony had two carries with two yards. They kept going with Cam Akers. He wasn't going anywhere. He had one good run at the end of the game, though. Yep, one Sony, tough run. Sony ended up. I saw it was like two yards, two carries, two rings, baby. Sony Michelle. That's exactly two rings, two rings. <laughs> Call him Sony. Two rings, Michelle. <laughs> it's <great>. two rings. <laughs> uh, see that. One of the funniest things about the entire game, and I'm trying to like go chronologically, but like thinking about. The pick in the end zone, not was it before the end of the first half? I think it was, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where it's never forced it to Van Jefferson. Big time forced <laughs> it. Where Vernon Hargrave sprinted onto the field for the yeah. celebration. I, it was mm-hmm. one of the funniest moments, I think, of, of all time. Yeah, the dude runs off the bench, inactive for the game, has like is not playing, isn't dressed for the game at all, wearing flip-flops. He's wearing slides. Slides, slides in the Super Bowl. It's just like yeah. Comes sprinting off while inactive and celebrating the pick and gets a 15-yard penalty. They don't end up doing anything. Ends up not mattering too much, but it just it was one of the funniest moments ever. Just sprinted off the sideline. It was just, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, the Sopranos commercial. I know we didn't talk. We I, don't didn't write, I, saw, I don't think I saw uh, it because I was watching on the app, so it didn't, I didn't get oh, all the commercials. Man. The I know you haven't seen it. I was I kept on getting Fresh Prince commercials. It was annoying because I hate that. I, I hate that reboot. So stupid. I know you're upset about that. I oh very God! Upset about it. So dumb. Just a dumb <laughs> idea. It's just annoying. It was. Great. I go on. I can go on like an 80 minute. I wonder if I said 80 minute, an hour and 20 minute rant yep. about how much I hate this Fresh Prince reboot. Then they're saying it's ridiculous and no need to do a reboot of something that's already perfect. It's already perfection as it is. It is. It's so so why do a reboot? But whatever. No reason. No reason. But yeah, it was. I think it was before the before the first uh, before the first half ended. And I know you haven't seen The Sopranos, so those who have seen The Sopranos, I know that I was texting like my, my brothers, like my family. We were watching it at Gina's house with her parents. It was we were all screaming at the TV, oh, just like yelling at the different spot because it was the entire intro of The Sopranos. But it was with the girl who plays the daughter of Tony Soprano in the car. And it was a Chevy Silverado electric truck commercial. I didn't care what it was. It had the same music. It had the same exact everything. It was to a T unbelievable. It had AJ, the younger brother as well. Oh, it was just so good. It was top notch. One of, I think it was my favorite Super Bowl commercial. Um, and going into that halftime, I think we can, I'll leave the halftime until the end of where we quickly discuss the game and everything, but I think we can leave the halftime discussion to the end. Cause I know you have some takes on and thoughts about the halftime performance, sure. but, <laughs> but talking about the rest of the game, I think the 75 yard bomb to start the third quarter, despite it being a very much missed call by the refs, Bengals took advantage of it, even though Jalen Ramsey got his face swiped and face masks completely turned around. Yeah. <laughs> um, despite that, the the, the uh, Bengals took advantage of that, got a score on the board, and it was good for them. Um, following that, I mean, second pick for Matt Stafford, 
talk before the game was all about the Bengals having, if the Bengals won the turnover battle, they were going to win the game. The ball hit the receiver in the hands though, right? Like yeah, tear it off his. Yeah, hit uh, Ben Skoronek, a former Notre Dame receiver, bounced right off his hands and bounced right into the uh, – right into, I think it was Von Bell's – I think Von Bell, maybe his hands, or I forget exactly who it was. But uh, that having that right after, the tide started turning. Some momentum completely shifted and everything, going in from the first half, going into halftime, and then having that happen, just like, yeah, that was big-time turnover. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? What do you think about that, Serge? That was huge. Um, but, you know – as the, as the game started to shift in the Bengals' favor, you know, big-time players make big-time plays. And that guy, number 99, on the Rams' sideline, came to play. <laughs> he came to play. The boys came to play that game. That D-line came to play. They got after it. They got after Jonah Williams. They got after Quentin Spain, all those boys. Isaiah Prince. Yeah, it was not a pretty sight in that nope. late third to fourth quarter. This was not pretty by the Bengals of one. They need some help. They Good need time. some milk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> big time. Big time, big time. I, it was funny. Like, I feel like both D-lines were collapsing the pockets mm-hmm. really quick in the second half. Like, the first half wasn't yeah. too much, but the Rams caught seven sacks in total. Was it B.J. Hill? B.J. Hill played pretty well, right? That was yeah. B.J. Hill, if I remember. Yeah. B.J. Hill. Trey, Trey Henderson had, like, a sack early in the game. Yep. But he got it because Cam Makers, like, cut off <laughs> Andrew Whitworth. Ran into set. his back and completely messed Whitworth's yeah. pass set up. Yeah. 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 It was both both – Pockets were collapsing pretty quick, especially the Bengals collapsed. They just, by the time the game winds down, they were running some games too, which was sick to see. Vaughn Miller just one step outside, bang, hit a move inside on the guard and just completely oh, passed Vaughn, him. Vaughn Miller, oh. Did you see his spin move to the inside, dude? It was so, I was like, let me get some pads on right now. Let me join the boys. Let me, let me hit a, you know, <laughs> get the chop and the spin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that ripped elbow. High. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Keep that elbow high. It's yeah. They just that D line was just there's something special, dude. We said it going into the game too. We knew it was going to be a huge, huge focus on it. We're just the Bengals O line and their trash O line versus one of the best D lines in Super Bowl history, right? I mean, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. So we knew that was going to happen, but it came to fruition, especially in the last quarter of that game, dude. It was just Aaron Donald took over the game. It, what it was can that. You do? It was that was it between the last play, everything. Because he was he was pretty silent in the first half. Yeah. Because they were just double teaming him, triple teaming him. And then they moved uh, I guess on line Ernest Jones. They moved him down to mm-hmm. shade the center. Every single well, I don't know if it was every single play, but he was blitzing more often. So it the center couldn't look back at Aaron Donald. He had someone to take care of. Yep. So that freed up just one-on-ones across the board. And Aaron, he got home. The boy got home. Yep. He was making plays. Constantly, it was sick to see Aaron Donald. You're my boy, Aaron. I was secretly rooting for the Rams. Yeah, I know I picked the Bengals last week, but I want to see Stafford win. I want to see Aaron Donald. I want to see Von Miller. Win. I want to see OBJ. You know, I want to see him do well because it's tough playing in Cleveland with Baker, and you know, people people were thinking he was trash, and I was one. I was one of them who thought he was trash. Yeah, understandable. But, uh, so, hey, he proved everyone wrong. He still he still has juice in the tank. Nope. Juice in the tank, gas in the tank. It's got juice in the glass. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's still got some juice left, and uh, yeah, it was great to see. Shout out to the shout out to the Rams. Also, the yep. boy Cooper Cup got the finals to be Super Bowl MVP. 
he was absurd. He was, he, was, he was so good. The entire, I mean, the entire game, just the entire season between him and Debo, your favorites, favorite fantasy receivers ever. Yeah. They by were far, just dude. by far. It was just, they were both monsters. And Cooper Cup just continued to do what he did the entire season long. Mr. Consistency all game long, just being there when he needs it. And there was, I mean, other than Van Jefferson and Skroneck, that was the only receiver that he was passing it to because Tyler Higby and was the tight end. end. Tight end. It was Kendall because Kendall Blanton was hurt, and then it was the third yeah. streak tight end that was yeah. that was playing too. <laughs> Whatever his name is, I forget his name, but it was like uh yeah, he's a was, rookie. Yeah, I, I don't even remember his name I'm going blank on it too, but he balled out, he got the Super Bowl MVP. There very well could have been a shot of Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald getting that MVP as well. Easily, was, dude. I mean, he made the play of the game. He made two plays. Yep. He made the TFL um, in the red zone. I think he forced the Chiefs. Chiefs again. I'm saying the Chiefs. He forced the Bengals. <laughs> they the weren't Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I want him in the Super Bowl. Bad, that was honestly. the best part. That was the best part of <laughs> the Chiefs not being uh, there. Here he forced the, the Bengals to a field goal, I believe, and then he uh, forced – you know, I think they showed it too. Jamar Chase was wide open. Oh, that yeah. last play! That yeah, I, the last play. Joe Joski sent it in the group where it was the meme from last year's draft coming to life, where it literally was just Aaron Donald. Or it said a defensive lineman wrapping up Joe Burrow while the ball was getting thrown and getting underthrown to the receiver, and that just happened to happen. And it was Jamar Chase on the opposite end where the, the draft meme came to life, where he was getting well, I mean, sacked. It was a guard it. that let him in, so it wasn't the tackle. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> even if they still, yeah, I know, <laughs> still, it, it was just the whole entire O line just got demolished. The sec- especially the second half, and especially, especially in the fourth quarter, that was yeah. Quentin Spain just let the guy run right past him, no running back help, no nothing, not even. I, I, it looked like they not shaded. Even a chip. Not, not even, even a chip. chip. <laughs> it looked like they had like a shade to that side a little bit, but I don't know what he was thinking where the guy or he just one-on-one with Aaron Donald. I don't know how they game plan that. I don't know how that happens, but that should never, and especially the last play of the game too, where Samaj P. Ryan was in as well. What was that? Why Why was he in versus Joe uh, Mixon? Uh, no, I don't. Just, uh, Joe Mixon was running hard the whole entire game. He had one of the two Bengals touchdowns, yeah. passing touchdowns. So. Yep. Um, yeah, it was weird. Bizarre. And also, Samaja P. Ryan looked like it bounced right in front of his feet. He, I feel like it could have dove for it. I, I don't know why people weren't talking Probably. about it. It, was, it looked like it was right in front of him. I don't know why, what was going on with that. Absolutely bizarre. Um, it was weird because he was getting carries. He was getting touches. Chris Evans was getting touches. Yeah, Evans, too, was like, in there a little bit. He, I feel like he didn't play almost the entire season. I mean, I haven't watched many He Bengals played games. one game during the season when Joe Mixon was out. That's right, yeah. And then, but he didn't really play in the playoffs at all. He was returning kicks, um, so it was kind of it was very odd for him to be put for those two guys that he put in those huge moments. It's like the biggest game. It's the biggest game of the year. Yeah. So you want your dogs out there? You got to put Joe Mixon in. If there wasn't Absolutely. an injury, you got to put him in. Got to put him in the game. Have to. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. The last play, having him not in there, very confusing. Very very confusing. Um, one thing that I wanted that I noted that on the, on our note is at one point seeing both Matt Stafford and Joey B getting hurt. The la- one of the last drives of the game, right? It was close to the end of the game, and they both got like it looked. Joey B looked like he tore his ACL. Stafford looked like yeah. he rolled his ankle really, really bad. I was just like, oh no, what is this game going to end up being? Brandon Allen versus I don't even know who the backup for, for uh, the I forget his name. <laughs> oh, John man. Wolford. Yeah, that's right, John yeah. Wofford. 
John yep. Walford. Oh, well, God. That would have been horrible. So I, I've been electric. <laughs> just back of quarterbacks to, to win the Super Bowl. Who wins it? Who's next? Uh, so I'm glad. It seems like Stafford is healthy, which is good. Joey B seems like I saw that he's not getting surgery right before the podcast. There was just a notification about that. So seems like he's not getting surgery. Luckily, it didn't look like too bad of an injury, but. OBJ, unfortunately, tore his ACL. Same one he tore two years ago. Uh, or No, last year, right? Yeah, so it's brutal, brutal to see that happen to him. Um, one of the one things, the end of the game with the Bengals, Tyler Boyd dropping his first pass all year long. He didn't have a single drop before this play. Could have basically clinched the game. I forget the timing of it, but it was definitely, I think it was in the fourth quarter. He could have clinched the game right there. He would have had a first down, would have had a time on his behind. They were up by three, I think it was, too. It was just yeah, crazy. They, they just can't do anything about it. that. He just dropped, dropped it. He, it looked before he even turned around. It's crazy. Didn't look at the ball, didn't look at the ball, and he looked at whoever was going to hit him, and they laid Pretty good hit on he was, it. He was, was going to get cracked. If he didn't get cracked already, he was going to get cracked. I don't know who it was. Might have been number 22 on the uh, Rams, I think. I don't yeah. know who that was, but he was going to get smacked. Damn. Yeah, it's seeing that first drop all season, is just, when I saw that stat, I was like, oh, I can't even imagine how much that hurts him, dude. Like, come on. That's crazy. Uh, but I think that last drive that the Rams put together to put them ahead just all Cooper Cup. That's why he's won the MVP. Yeah. Just four catches, 39 yards. It reminded me of when the Patriots played the Rams last Super Bowl that the Pats were in. Brady connecting to Gronk literally like five times on that entire drive. And even the AFC Championship before that, connecting with Gronk against Kansas City before that, connected. Cooper Cup got connected with Matt Stafford four times for 39 yards, including the first down run on fourth and one. That was a gutsy-ass call, right? Yeah, yeah, almost he, he cut it back inside. Luckily, he almost it messed looked it like up. it was going, it was going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was all Cooper Cup that last drive. And Matthew Stafford obviously got the ball to him. But um, yeah, it was all Cooper Cup. Cooper does, I think, yeah, I was gonna say Cooper Cup. If you were gonna give the MVP to Aaron Donald, I think Cooper Cup was a val- valid choice. Mm-hmm. Valid Definitely. choice. But he had like two touchdowns on the day, right? right. And um, yeah, he's their only receiving option. I think he was Literally. electric the whole entire year, whole entire season, whole entire drive, whole entire game. Offensive MVP of this of the entire NFL for a reason, or offensive triple, triple player crown, of the year. triple crown winner, triple crown winner, offensive player of the year, just absolute stud. And how about the no look pass that Stafford gave him to on that last drive? That was absolutely ridiculous. Did you see the video of that? Just oh, just yeah. insane. What yeah. do you thought? Your thoughts about that? Let's hear. It. I thought it was. Uh, it's risky. Yeah, absolutely, it's risky. That's why I'm saying it's ballsy for him to throw it's, that it's, on the last drive of the game too. Yeah, the way he uh, he looked Vondell over quickly just to like make sure that he wasn't looking, and then just threw it like that. Oh, it's man. very risky. I mean, if anybody else does that, if and it, I think if that doesn't work out, uh, he's got some explaining to do. But luckily, it worked out for him. And luckily, the way we're talking about it right now, they yeah, uh, it worked out. But um, you know. Hey, what can you do? They how, about, how about uh, the last touchdown? Or technically, it was more than one touchdown where <laughs> Cooper Cup had to score twice, basically, because they oh, yeah. threw the offsetting penalties and all. all mm-hmm. The refs 
the last, basically the last drive of the game, they just decided to show up. There was like no penalties the entirety of the game. And then all of a sudden, false start by the entire offensive Rams O-line, but they didn't call it, Mm -hmm. which was the same exact play as the holding call, quote unquote, holding call by Logan Wilson. They had pass interference by Eli Apple. And then (laughs) Matt Stafford just threw another dime to- Trash ass Eli Apple. (laughs) <laughs> the memes about Eli Apple have just been so freaking funny. Just I, I saw one today. It was like, what did I say in the group? Where it just said, <laughs> what did I say? It said, uh, Eli Apple was reportedly struck by a vehicle outside of Cincinnati residence this morning. And then it's just a, a trash can. Literally it's a trash getting, can. Getting well, it's tra- it was not good. I think that game proved it. Yeah, very much uh, so. Who did, he, who did he say he wanted to guard in that game? OBJ. Because yeah. it was his old teammate. He is the worst. Yeah, just about him thinking that he is the best corner in the game is just so funny, and he's the worst. And so Cooper Cup proved it. He's the best receiver in the league this year, and he is an absolute stud this game, and especially that last touchdown on Eli's. Eli Apple's head top was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, because <laughs> Eli Apple automatically, automatically getting roasted on Twitter right after that play. It was a beautiful by everybody too. Every like his old Saints teammates, everybody, <laughs> everybody. It was so damn funny to see to see that. Um, and then yeah, like you said before, Aaron Donald just ended the game. His 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 pressure, his sack earlier that drive, him pointing to that hand again. He said, "I want that ring." Yeah, he was a ring monster. He was a monster. Absolute monster. monster. I do not have anybody trying to block him, especially like with Quinn Spain, one of the worst guards in the entire league. And having him one on one with him, just yikes, all all around yikes. What do you think about some of the post game stuff too? OBJ bawling his eyes out. Bobby Trees on the podium. I was fired up about that. That's awesome to see him up there because he's a yeah integral part of them of that Rams team. Yeah, for sure. It was great to see. I mean, Andrew Whitworth, you know, is a journey, not a journeyman, but he's what, 40 years old and yeah. it's obviously his last year. He's obviously done. So it was good to see him get one before he exits. Just seems like a good guy. Everybody in the NFL seems to like him. Um, Odell, love him or hate him, you know, he's very talented. And it was good to see him have some success because I think before joining the Rams, he had never won a playoff game and he'd only playing, played one time in the playoffs. That was a boat pick. With the Giants. And it was, it was, yeah, it was a boat <laughs> pick, the yacht pick. Yep, so, yacht pick. So uh, that was good to see. The Rams have a lot of good guys. Yeah. Um, you really want to see when and the Bengals, you know, I don't know if they'll be back, at least not immediately, mm-hmm. just because I think they have some deficiencies and I think their defense isn't that great. Um, but uh, they just really played out of their minds and they had some, they had some, fortune good really good fortune come by their way this postseason run and yep. that you know you let joe burrow get sacked nine times and you somehow pull out the game because ryan Tannehill decides to throw three interceptions uh but uh yeah good for them also pat mahomes play like trash in the AFC championship game but that's neither here nor there um but yeah the Bengals will be you know they'll be back next year one of the top teams in the AFC North, but that's a tough division. So we never know who's going to win that one. But yeah, I don't know. It's a game. Good it series. Game. It was a good game. Good playoffs. Yeah. Great playoffs. Great playoffs. Great season. But I'm happy to NFL. see it. I'm happy to see it go. <laughs> 
so <laughs> happy to be done with it. Before we finish discussing about the Super Bowl and before we finish our quote-unquote football talk, our in-season football talk, because, of course, we have draft stuff that I'm still thinking of and everything. Just some stats on the game, too. McVay becoming the youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl. Pretty cool. Here he wants to, did you hear about him retiring? I mean, what are you, like 36? What do you mean retire? I, there was so many rumors going into this game. I was so confused right before kickoff. But he said, whole... he said, we'll see. Was after the game, he, like, confirmed it. Like, what are you talking about? Retire. Uh, I think it was more Lee, more more kind of tied to him wanting to start a family. I thought I saw, but start a family. You can't start a family while being a coach. What's stopping you? <laughs> I, I guess him wanting to be completely solely focused on that. I don't know. Bizarre, bizarre to say that. Um, but McVeigh being the youngest coach, um, you just said about how the Bengals playoff run was. How about the Rams playoff run, dude? Beating Kyler Murray so much and so badly that he thinks that he was set up to fail by his own team, which he came out. <laughs> <laughs> guy, guy has a little, literally like a nine QBR, and he was set up to fail. <laughs> you cannot play a football game worse at the quarterback position than he played against the Rams in that first game of the playoffs. It was so cannot bad. play worse. So bad. It was so so bad. Then they, after that game, they beat Tom Brady, the goat, into retirement. <laughs> they almost let him come back and win the game too. Almost, <laughs> almost, and almost Ugh. on the counts and two things, Serge. What are those two things? Uh, I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to say something inappropriate. So, horseshoes <laughs> yep. and anthills. Yeah, yeah. The other one, too. Hand grenades. Yep. Those are the only Hand two grenades. Things. Hand yep. grenades. Anthills. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That's why I said I'm going to say something inappropriate. It's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. So, those two things and almost only gets you some places, but then. After beating Tyler Murray, after beating Tom Brady, they finally get over that hump and beat Kyle Shanahan. McVay finally beat, defeats the boogeyman that he has not beaten the entire career of him as a Rams head coach. So they beat them, and then they take down the world's hottest quarterback in Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. So pretty good run for them. Pretty yeah, for sure. Pretty good run. Cooper, good Cup. team run. Good team run. Cooper Cup, just like you said, Triple Crown, joined Jerry Rice as the only receiver in NFL history to win the receiving Triple Crown, which is receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, win Offensive Player of the Year, and win a Super Bowl MVP. Only difference between the two of them is that Cooper Cup did all three of these in a single freaking season. There's also another difference, but we won't get into that. (laughs) It's just one of the greatest received, greatest seasons by a receiver ever, by far. No question about it. One of the greatest receiving seasons ever. Awesome to see that. Speaking of receiver, another receiver on the Rams, not OBJ, whose girlfriend was expecting at during the game. There was a lot of talk of her him going her going into labor during the game if he was going to leave. All this other stuff. Ben Jefferson's wife ended up going into labor during the game, ended up having to get apparently carted out during the game and ended up having a baby that night. So he wins the Super Bowl, sprints out of the stadium. Basically, the video was hilarious. Him like dodging through everybody after he did like a quick interview to basically go and spend the time with his wife and have a baby, which was pretty cool. So he won his Super Bowl. He won a ring. And then Taylor Rapp, a safety for the Rams, proposed to his girlfriend. At the that time. was stupid. I thought that was dumb. Way to make the moment about you, bro. <laughs> you can't wait a day. 
I agree. It's interesting to see those. It's so cool. People's reaction and everything, but sometimes it's kind of like, all right, like maybe not the best idea to do a proposal at the games. Like, honestly, this is not about you. The team just won a Super Bowl. You want to propose to your girlfriend? <laughs> what if you guys had lost? Would you have still propose that day? I, that's honestly <laughs> the thought that I have every time I see those videos. And like, I think I saw one earlier this year where the team did still lose and somebody proposed after the game. I forget who it was or what it was or anything. Maybe it might've been, Oh, was, was it not the college football championship? I think it was, I think it was Bama and uh, whoever played, I'm going like Bama and Georgia. I think it was one of the Alabama players still proposed after the game. I think it was or something like that. I don't know why I'm thinking about no, that, but just wait. <laughs> Just wait. So he won a ring that night and he also gave a ring. So his fiance got a ring that night. So pretty funny, different things. Um, also in regards to the Rams, Matt Stafford went on his wife's podcast, as I mentioned before, and they're just, it was absolutely hilarious. Him talking about the game. They got a few hours of sleep and just laugh out loud. Funny them to Kelly Stafford, who's had one heck of a story with her having the brain tumor and, them having literally four kids under four, which is absolutely insane to me thinking about that. Um, just an inspiration and just a really cool, she sounds, seems like just an awesome, awesome girl. So having that being, having Matt Stafford, who just seems like an awesome dude on her podcast is hilarious. Um, and I think that the last, one of the last things about this game is two years in a row, the, the hosting team of the Super Bowl wins the Super Bowl. Pretty crazy. Pretty It is nuts. Cool. It's not for it to never happen in NFL history before last year. And now this year too, it's absolutely insane for that to happen. So pretty cool in regards to that. Um, Bengals remaining one of the only 12 teams to never win a Super Bowl. I couldn't think of all the other ones. I didn't want to list all of them because I felt bad listing them, but I was trying to think of them on the top of my head. Can you think of any, I know like Texans, of course, I'm trying to think of like way back when, but Texans, Bengals, I want to say like maybe Redskins have won it or now Washington Commanders. What teams that haven't won a Super Bowl? Yeah, 12 separate teams have not won the Super Bowl. Uh, Falcons, um, Vikings. That's like that thing. Like you go back in like the 70s, I know they're like the purple people eaters, but like do they win a Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't think so. Falcons, Vikings. Browns, they remember one? Probably. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I have no clue to think of. Maybe it was before the merger. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, they have to have, dude, with Jim Brown, and yeah. they have to. Um, Lions? Yep. Um, Cardinals? Um, so, Texans before. Texans, yeah. Titans ever won one? Jags. Titans. Did Steve McNair win a Super Bowl? Or did he that was, play in that, Super was, Bowl? that was the game where stretched out. That was the game. That was the, the Rams the last time that they okay. last time that they won the Super Bowl. Greatest show on two. Yeah. There's yeah. I don't know. Uh we don't have to keep thinking of them. Yeah, yeah. You got the point. You got the point. <laughs> you get the point. But commanders. <laughs> yeah, commanders for sure. They yeah. had a good one. But yeah. think, thinking of the last Rams Super Bowl win is a pretty funny thing because I don't care. He's retired. I get it. I'm still going to bring him up. 
Tom Brady's Dude, career. Dude, hold on. We're not doing it right now. This no, is not his about career. It. His this career. Is, nope, 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 nope. Has nope, been bookended. Nope. Not, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. This is about the Rams, the celebration of the Rams, the celebration of Matthew Stafford, the celebration of Cooper Cup, the celebration of Aaron Donald. This is not about the celebration of Tom Brady. Tom Brady retired two, three weeks ago, dude. He did. He's not coming back. No way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this, is nothing, this is nothing to do with him. And if he comes back, he's not coming back in a Patriots jersey. He's coming back in a Bucks jersey. Or, yeah. It's not 49ers. It's not okay? 49ers. Probably 49ers. <laughs> if Trey Lance um, doesn't do too well. But yeah, his career yeah, has been bookended by, by Rams Super Bowl wins. That's all I had to say. <laughs> thank oh you. God. Thank you for coming to my thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Oh, bookended by Super Bowl wins. Pretty crazy. Thinking of his career being that long and having Super Bowl wins by the Rams both times. But pretty good. All right. That's the game. Twice. I said it twice now. I'll say it three times. I'll say it three times. I'll talk about Tom Brady every time. I don't care. Thinking about the halftime performance, we had some takes in our group chat. Personally, well, first of all, that was the game wrapped up. Congratulations to the Rams. Let's see if they can repeat. They have one stack team. They were all in and good for them to win that game. Talking about the halftime performance, because we wanted to talk about some stuff outside of football. I said in the group that that was the greatest halftime performance of all time. It's ridiculous. It's just a ridiculous statement, Nick, that you're just a prisoner of the moment. You're just one of these fans of nostalgia, the ones that, you know, the clam and they get excited over stupid reboots like Fresh Prince and Lion King. Don't put me in that. It's ridiculous. It's unnecessary and it's irrelevant. Was the performance good? Yes. Could it have been better? Yeah, with more Kendrick yeah. and more Eminem. So how can I call the performance the best ever if there's room for improvement, Nick? <laughs> Does that make sense to you? I didn't think so. <laughs> you did not think so. You very clearly said it in the group chat. I basically <laughs> said in the group, like, I was like, all right, wait, wait, this, wait this discussion until we start recording the podcast because we have to talk about this. But yeah, I thought it was unbelievable i am a huge fan shout out to coach selma because he got in got me fully into 90s rap a few years ago when we were driving down to a coaches conference to at atlantic city he got me into snoop dogg listening to the entire doggy style album listening to all stuff between the chronic between that i mean are you kidding me like all that stuff i still listen to it all all the time now it is still Amazing. So I was so fired up when Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre were going to be the halftime show. Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, and Mary J. Blige, they were just add-ons to me. Kendrick Lamar, by far, I think, the best performance out of everybody. And if 50 Cent hopped on as well because he's part of he was part of Aftermath and Dr. Dre and Eminem found him. But Kendrick Lamar's performance, strictly performance, was the best out of all of them. But I mean, Absolutely. I mean, just the vibes of Snoop Dogg are unbelievable. You see him, you see him ripping, smoking, smoking a joint Dude, before, or smoking a blunt before. And he was, and he was crip walking. It was amazing to see. <laughs> However, I can't say that that performance was the best Super Bowl performance of all time when I've seen the Bruno Mars performance of 2014. That was a good one. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was that, a good one. That performance was amazing. <laughs> it was. You know, it, so I can't, good. I can't, I can't. I saw the weekend's performance yeah. visually. Visually, by far. Visually. It, yeah. That's the thing. It's it's a difference between the performance and the actual, I guess, concert. Like I like I would much rather go to a concert of Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, and all that. Than the versus, weekend. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I love the weekend. And we have we have gone 
from the beginning of the weekend. We've been fans since freshman year of college, right? Literally. Not even. Not senior even? year of high school. Really? Senior I didn't year of get high into- school. I was listening to, to the House morning as I pulled up to Fairfield oh. Prep. The more it's the House of Balloons House to of Balloons, uh, Thursday yeah. yep. to Montreal, everything. Everything. And I, I started listening to him freshman year. And I remember, I think he responded to my, I think he responded to my tweet, my, my freshman year. I said, like, if you haven't listened to House of Balloons, I think you should really like give it a good listen. I just like tweeted that out, like classic freshman year of me, just like doing ridiculous Twitter stuff. Did you do that? Yeah. And you responded, I'm pretty sure. Just like, check out this album. It's called the trilogy. It's all three of those <laughs> mixtapes combined. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I think the weekend Echoes is, of Silence. That's what it was called. Echoes of Silence. Yeah. Yeah. And that album, I mean, that his performance last year was so good. I was singing every word of it. Like I have anytime it's a performance that's like good. You got JT a few years ago. Even J-Lo and Shakira was so good a few years ago, too. It's just like you have to sing along to everything. And I was singing along to Snoop Dogg, <laughs> saying Still Dre, listening to Kendrick Lamar, listening to Eminem every one of those songs I was jamming to 50 cent even to, but I Snoop Dogg has a special place in my heart, especially these past few years, thinking about Selman putting on the, putting on Snoop Dogg and Tupac and DMX in the locker room before, before only listening to rock music. And it's just so funny because he's just a like hard classic rock, like at all times, and then all of a sudden, he like he started listening to to '90s hip hop. He's like, "This is the shit we used to listen to when he was at when we when I was at Tech. <laughs> like he used to play at Virginia Tech in the '90s when Vic was there too. So they used to play it all the time. And so he loved it. And I could not believe that he was like singing every word of it. He brought it to the locker room, and that's when I like started like listening back to all those old '90s, especially West Coast rappers albums and everything. And now I play it all the time in the locker room for the for the kids now. So it's good and. Of course, when I'm golfing, shout out to Carlos. He only plays Snoop Dogg when they're golfing now. So that's a blast. The thoughts. It was good. I thought it was I thought it was cool to see everybody. I thought it was good. I wanted more Eminem and more Kendrick Lamar. That was yep. my I thought they could have used more of that. Um, but uh, hey, there's five people performing, so you you you're crunched with time. So I understand yeah. that. But I thought it was good. I thought it was cool. Just wasn't as good as a Bruno Mars performance. I don't think it was as good as a weekend's performance. Every other performance after that, though, from like the past five years or the past 10 years, I think it's better than that. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the Beyonce performance, really. And then uh, Lady Gaga was good, even though you didn't watch I don't, it. I don't even, I didn't even watch it. I think I was getting food. I was at a party that day. Um, but yeah, uh, it was good. It was good. What can I say? It was good. It was good. Great. Fantastic. I'd watch it again. I have watched it again, actually. It's really good. <laughs> Singing every word still. All right, Serge. So I, I think I've done enough talking almost this entire episode. Let's let you talk about I mean, NBA. I'm, I'm definitely done with football, dude. I'm so I know. excited to be done with that, that That's a wrap on in-season football. I don't know how much Serge wants to talk about the draft stuff, but I've already mentioned a few times. I already have started writing my mock draft and everything that's coming out in a few weeks, so. If anybody wants it, shoot me a DM, email, all that stuff. You know the name. I'll be sending it out. I think the 28th is what I'm planning to do. So let me know if you want that. But, Serge, we're done with football talk. How happy does that make you feel? I'm very happy to be doing football. I've been doing football since week seven. <laughs> um, 
Go in so. on the NBA. Go in on the NBA, dude. Go in. We've had some trades. We've had some games. Celtics just beat the Sixers by fifty points. Fifty burger. We put a fifty burger on them. That happened. Beautiful, but the Suns are still the leading team in the NBA. Go in about the Suns and go in about these trades, dude. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah. Well, where do I start? I don't. You gotta set me up here. What, what do you mean? Just talk uh, about all the trades. Talk about yeah. which ones I like, well, which ones I didn't like. I mentioned about the Celtics. You can talk about your Suns quick too. Well, the Celtics. Well, as Nick said, the Celtics beat the 76ers by 50. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sixers were missing Steph Curry and Ben Simmons. Well, Ben hasn't played a game all season. Oh, Steph so. Curry's playing for the 76ers. I say Steph. Yeah, I didn't know that he got Steph, traded to the 76ers. Seth. Yeah, he did. Steph Curry got traded to the 76ers. Big news. <laughs> big, big, big news. They traded Seth for Steph. Freaking. No, the, the the Sixers traded Seth Curry and Ben Simmons for James Harden. Uh, and it came out today that James Harden, that Kevin Durant signed off on the trade. And that uh, I guess there was some friction between the two and then differences in the play style. KD and Steve Nash wanted more of a free-flowing Golden State type of offense. And, you know, James wanted that Peter patter iso ball that pound the rock iso basketball that he was known to love back in houston so it was a clash of ideas clash of philosophies and you know james left i saw a report actually that after james had requested a trade from brooklyn the trade went through and then he immediately flew to houston for a night of clubbing before arriving in philadelphia <laughs> i mean that guy yeah. is just he can't get away <laughs> Yeah, like, dude, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. Whether it works out in Philadelphia with him and Embiid is to be seen. You know, Joel Embiid's good for an injury every playoff run, and James Harden's just going to let you down in the playoffs because that's just what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it works out is beyond me, but it'll be exciting to see. Yep. It'll be very, very exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as... The Bucks or their competition in the East. Bucks had a big injury with Pat Connington. Pat Connington broke his hand last week. On the day that they traded away, Dante DiVincenzo to the Sacramento Kings. So that's big news. Yep. Um, they did go after DeAndre Bembry, Bembry, um, who used to play for the Nets. Um, but um, he's fun to watch on the on the Hawks. Yeah. I like them on the Hawks. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be something interesting to watch without a Pat Connington. Pat Connington plays good minutes. Gonna have to rely on Grayson Allen a lot. So, yep, he's he, he's a scumbag. So, <laughs> uh, he's just a dirty, dirty player. Yep, he's good though. He's okay. He's decent. But yes, that's Milwaukee. That's the East. I think the Nets, Milwaukee, Philly. I'll even throw Boston there. He's on a seven-game win streak. One of the top four teams in the East. Um, so it's gonna be a tough, tough battle to the finals. So I'm gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun to see how that plays out. To the Western Conference we go. There's only one team really <laughs> that we need to talk about. That's my Phoenix Suns. They're playing right now, but it's not looking so hot. It looks like they're down to the Clippers. But hey, we can we can lose a game here or there because we've won so many of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we're six games up on the Golden State Warriors. We're number two in the Western Conference. So. What can you do, baby? Number one in the West, number one in our hearts. Go Phoenix Suns. And I think that wraps up my NBA talk. Beautiful. I uh, I made I made one note. 
it's it's just very funny in regards to NBA trades. The difference between the NBA and the NFL, like for the NBA, if someone requests a trade, it happens almost every single time. When it, whether it's upper management trading the person, whether it's the person forcing a trade or anything, if somebody in the NFL forces a trade, I mean, you've seen that happen more these past few years. But That's like, my biggest pet peeve. That's my biggest crazy. pet peeve because you don't have to. NBA player, NBA teams, franchises, they cave too easily. Because yeah. when they back so in 2007, easy. 2006, oh, like 05, when Shaq got traded away from the Lakers mm-hmm. or wanted off and got traded to Miami, Kobe also asked for a trade during that time, during the dark days. He had asked mm-hmm. to get traded to the Chicago Bulls. You know what the Lakers did? They said no. <laughs> they said, you're not going anywhere. We're not trading you. You're going to suffer through these dark years, and then we're going to trade for Paul Gasol, and you're going to win two more championships. That's the way things could get done in the NBA. That's what they should get done in the NBA. Just because you ask for a trade doesn't mean you get it. I want some. I want that teaches horrible behavior to the youth. You know, so it's a terrible example. I want a lot of things in life. Do I get them? No. So why do they get trades every the time they ask for one? That's ridiculous. So NBA fix that. You need to fix that. That's ridiculous. That's so stupid. It's nuts. It's just like every single time that there's a like any sort of rumblings about a trade happening, usually like three days after it, it officially happens. It's crazy, especially with the whole Ben Simmons and James Harden trade. That's been talked about for like two months now. And it's been like, yeah, it's going to happen eventually. Day of the trade deadline, of course. So many things happened that day. And that was the day that we recorded the Valentine's Day episode. And it was after that. So we talked about some stuff on Tuesday, but so many trades happened on Thursday, that actual day. So it's just insane to me the difference like you see like in the nfl russell wilson say the things that he's said which we made fun of a lot between him saying yeah i want to get traded and then saying i want you know to what, stay. you know what the seahawks should do say no <laughs> seems like you know that's, what what they're Russ, done. that's what they're gonna keep on doing Probably. that's what they're gonna keep on saying i want to trade no <laughs> no <laughs> we yep. pay you millions of dollars you're going to play quarterback for us. I don't care how good the team is. I don't care how bad the team is. You're going to keep playing quarterback for us. Okay. I get it. Player empowerment. It's great. It's a great movement, but you know, the, the organizations have to take some control back from the players. I said it. It needed to be said. Okay. There's too much. They have too much power the players, too much power. Mm-hmm. So it all started with, like, all started with <laughs> LeBron being the GM basically. Right. Like him just like deciding. Uh, not exactly. I feel like part that's like part of it though, where I, yeah, like you said, I get the pl- player empowerment, all that sort of stuff. But like mm-hmm. he has chosen who has been on his team the past like 10 years, yeah. basically. Well, let me walk back what I said. Okay. I'm all for player empowerment. However, I so think wait, it needs you want to me, be... you want me to cut the part where no, you keep that, that stuff in. and post it's it. good content. It's good content. You can keep that in. <laughs> um, it's they can have some freedom and some power or whatever they can choose whatever but i think at some point it needs to be dialed back because that's some because i don't know when it happened players just decided to ask out of bad situations instead of powering through those tough times to get to the greener pastures because it's not always yeah it's life life's not always great it's not roses every single day yeah so you got to get through this bad part to get to look at devin booker never asked for a trade out and we were horrible. Now look at us. First off, a finals appearance. Yep. He's only 24 years old, 24, 25. So, so and we have the number one team in the, West, in the NBA. So, mm-hmm. you know, wait things out. You don't know how things are going to turn out. 
Yeah. Get that bread, get that money, sign that max contract and wait. That's right. There's no issues. But hey, you know, I'd rather ask me to trade it out before my contract is up. Or I'd rather sit out. You know, and never mind, I'm not gonna say it. Let's say anything about Ben Simmons. I'm gonna leave keep it to myself. Yeah, I was gonna say keep it to myself. Teetering about the whole Ben Simmons stuff. There's so much talk about him and everything. Good for him. He got out of a spot that apparently was on his mental health and all that. So it seems like he's happy where he is now. That's all I have to say about him. For sure. He seemed like he wanted out of the 76ers and out of Philly and good for him. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn now. He, he, wanted, he definitely wanted out. <laughs> he, went, he went to a place that he doesn't have to shoot the ball at all. He just has to pass it, pass it to Kyrie Irving and pass it to Kevin Durant. And that's all he has to do and play defense because that's what he does best. And that's what he's always done best. So we'll see how he does in Brooklyn and he see how the rest of his teams do the rest of the NBA season. We are very, very excited to talk about the NBA going forward too. I watched the Celtics game for the first time ever tonight. Like first time, like honestly, this not this entire season, but like first time in a while. And like Joe said, they had to earn our trust back. Them winning these past few games, especially putting a 50 burger on the 76ers head is beautiful to see. So I might be tuning in now. So now the football is done. Nothing, no other sports to watch. It's upsetting. I got nothing yeah. else to watch. Watch basketball, watch the Attack on Titan, uh, watch the super fan episodes of The Office. You had a lot of things to watch. You can watch some movies. You have a lot of movies to catch up on. Oh, of course I do. I got Man in the Arena I haven't watched yet still. Uh, Euphoria might be the next show that Gene and I are watching. You haven't, start, you haven't started Euphoria yet? No, I said a few days ago that I was going to, and then yeah. we ended up not watching it. I said, yeah. And you can like, not watch it. I ordered it on season two. Yeah. and it's, I it's watched going- the first season. It's going right now, and that's why I feel like I've seen it on social media so many people. And the clips from Instagram and everything, like the just the stuff from like the different movie pages that we that we all follow, and I always send in the group and everything. They, it just looks like the way that it's shot. It looks like cinematic, like everything looks like a movie, like every episode. So, and all the it's references, very well shot. yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see that the content. It's the content of the show. I just think it's. A bit much, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what I've heard too. So, <laughs> but that's uh, that's all we got, Serge. Any any last details we got? I'm not sure if we're under an hour. I think we are under. We're an under hour. an hour. We started at um 9:47. So if we cut it off now, we get under 50 minutes. All right, oh. let's do it. Cut it off now. <laughs> we should cut it off right now. Let's get under an hour for the first time in a while. So. Last word, search anything that you can think of before. Nope, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're cutting it off now. We're done. Cut it off. Bye. All right. Bye. (laughs) Perfect Time Podcast, episode 18. We out. Yep.